I am and always have been very obsessive about moisturizing my skin since as long as I can remember. I love getting out of the shower and just putting on a good lotion. And I always moisturize my legs and feet and arms and my whole body before I go to bed. In fact, I am so dedicated to this routine that even if I get out of bed and then I get back into bed, I do the whole lotion routine again. Darren's always like, Jamie, are you serious right now? Anyway, my moisturizing game is strong. And for the longest time, I have been looking for a super hydrating, clean, vegan, cruelty-free moisturizer that works and that I love. And I am proud to share that I have found one and I am obsessed. It is from Osea. I have been using the collagen body lotion and the anti-aging body balm, and they're so amazing. The collagen body lotion is ultra hydrating, it's lightweight, and scientifically proven to visibly firm skin in just four hours. No joke, it does, and as we get older, we kind of need that support. When I hydrate, I want my skin to feel dewy and moisturized and firm and soft, and this stuff does it. It is packed with clinically proven ingredients, including vegan collagen and hyaluronic acid to deliver lasting hydration for radiant, revitalized skin. Again, it also gives my skin this dewy look, which I love. In fact, this weekend I was up at the cottage and a friend was like, what are you using on your skin? It looks so dewy. I'm obsessed. And it was Osea. I'm also using the anti-aging body balm It combines lasting hydration of the lotion and then the anti-aging benefits of a serum. I love it as well. So for over 27 years, Osea has been on a mission to create clean seaweed-infused skincare that respects the natural world and makes skin look and feel its absolute best, which they're obviously accomplishing. So today it's called Clean Beauty, but it is what Osea has been doing since the beginning. Products are infused with seaweed because it's rich in vitamins and minerals and nutrients with endless benefits from the ocean. You have to go check out their site. There are so many products to choose from, and I cannot wait to try more. From skincare to hair products to body scrubs, there's just so many amazing products to choose from. So go to oseamalibu.com and use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM at checkout, and you're going to get 10% off your order. That's www.oseamalibu.com and use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM at checkout to get 10% off your order. Honestly, I think that we need to get out of this like thought process that a family is supposed to look this certain way. Families look different in so many people's homes. We get to decide what that looks like. We don't have to follow this specific social norm. And that's okay. Just because it's not like mom, dad, and kids all in this house forever. You know, that's not always the healthiest. And we need to figure out what is the healthiest for our kids. Hey, it's Jamie Scrimger. When I became a stepmom, I quickly realized that while moms are encouraged to keep it real, there's a big double standard when it comes to stepmoms. So, I decided to start the conversation myself. Thriving as a stepmom doesn't just come from conversations about being a stepmom, though. Here, we dive into marriage, relationships, personal growth, and more. My mission? Inspire you to live a kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. This is the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Guys, today we have a TikTok star on the podcast, Carrie Betcher. Yeah, it's a TikTok star. That's how you refer to them, right? 
She's got 1.2 million followers over on TikTok. And the day that we've recorded this episode, I got caught in her feed. She is so funny, such great content, and just super inspirational. Yeah, she's like TikTok famous. Anyway, well, actually, speaking of TikTok, we started sharing podcast previews over on the podcast TikTok page. And honestly, guys, we've got about 100 followers over there. So if you're on TikTok, I would really appreciate it if you had not over to our account. Maybe give it a follow. Give it a like. I'm not totally savvy with the TikTok thing, but any way you can support us over there would be awesome. Anyway, this conversation with Carrie, I freaking loved it. Carrie is a mom of two and a stepmom of two, and she has quite the story, and we dove into it all. She is really the perfect balance of raw and real and vulnerable and positive. We talked about her experience becoming a mom at 17, having to go live on her own as a young mom, living on food stamps, how her parents responded to her pregnancy, life as a single mom, then co-parenting with two different exes, becoming a stepmom, and then her most recent announcement that she and her husband have separated. Now, Carrie is super close with her stepkids and her stepkids' mom, so the separation is really a huge shift for her. And she candidly talks about how she's dealing with this change at the end of the episode. This conversation was just such a nice and real, positive, yet raw and honest conversation. Like it was seriously so balanced. So if you're not already following Carrie, I highly recommend going and checking her out. Her TikTok handle is Mrs. Carib. So at M-R-S-K-A-R-I-B. Honestly, you're welcome. Her account is so fun. But before we dive in to this conversation, I just want to kind of do a little bit of a plug, I guess. I'm just going to give it to you straight. I'm going balls to the walls in this podcast. And I feel like we have such momentum going right now in opening up the conversation about stepmom life and just debunking that stepmom stereotype. And I would love your help in continuing to do so. So if you are loving the show and you haven't left a rating and a review on iTunes yet, it would mean the world to me if you took a couple seconds and submitted one on iTunes. So all you have to do is head to the app, scroll down to the bottom, and there's a place right there. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well so you get automatic updates when we release new episodes But guys, this really is the best way for you to support the show. And if you have a stepmom in your life and you know that these conversations would resonate with them, I'd be super grateful if you sent it their way. Sharing is caring. I really feel the momentum here, guys. I really feel that we are changing conversations and a lot more stepmoms are feeling comfortable just being raw and real about the realities of this role. And I think what's great about that is the more honest we can be, the more enjoyable the process becomes or this role becomes because we understand that we're not alone and we can see things from just a whole different perspective. So that's all I've got for that. Let's get to the episode with Carrie. This is a good one. Let's dive in. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I know. I'm so excited too. I was just saying offline, I spent this morning going through your TikTok videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, she is so fun. I was like, well, I wish we could be friends in real life. <laughs> my, my daughter's like, get off TikTok, mom. It's the morning. And I'm like, I'm working. <laughs> I'm working. I know. It's a problem. I always have to tell the kids like, I have to scroll to keep up with trends and figure out what 
<laughs> what's going on. They also really, really helped me with like, oh, this is a great TikTok. They'll send me something like, oh, this one's really good. We have to do this. So that's so it's good. It's become like a really fun family activity. Yeah. Actually, I always talk to people about ways to connect with their with their teenagers and I'm like sending them a TikTok that will resonate with them goes such a long way. Like just connecting over something that is in their world, I think is super powerful. Oh yeah. All right. So there's so many things I want to unpack with you, but I would just love to start at the beginning, just kind of your story into motherhood. You were a young mom. And I feel like that's around when your journey really began. Like you got a lot of stuff going on. You got stepkids, you got, you know, relationships. So let's start there. All the things. So yeah, I became a mom when I was I was pregnant at 17. I had my daughter at 18. And it's all just been like a fun, exciting journey ever since then. I had my daughter really young. I was kicked out of my house because if I wanted to make adult decisions, I had to go and be an adult, which I thought so much when I was younger, like how difficult that that was. But I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't be who I was if I had all of that help from my parents or like, I think there's a huge role thing when you are conjoining families now with my kids and my stepkids. And also like if I were younger and trying to be a mom in a space with my mom, I think we'd be kind of fighting over the role of like who's in charge. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't be able to fully get my fitting. I feel like. Yeah. So you told them you were pregnant and were you with the father or? Yeah. He was my high school sweetheart. Oh. Yep. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, it, I thought like we were together and we tried to stay together um, during Kelly's first year, but it was just really difficult because his family is very religious and believes in like the sanctity of marriage and he shouldn't live with you when you are not married. And I wasn't ready to marry somebody who was still in high school. I didn't fully know, you know, what I wanted, but we were together for a while. He was my high school sweetheart. I thought he was going to go into the major leagues and I was going to be like a hot baseball mom, but (laughs) like wife, but obviously, you know, life took a big turn and that's definitely not what happened for us. But yeah, so I was a single mom. He, we tried, but I was doing everything on my own. His mom was really helpful too. And my parents were really helpful, but I still was on food stamps. We needed WIC. We had Medicaid and all of those things to really like help us. And then I had my son five years later with someone new and different because I'm great with relationships. <laughs> and it didn't work out with him either. I mean, I kissed a lot of frogs. Um, and I think we live and learn through relationships. But my son, he um, actually had a stroke when he was five days old. Oh and he went through a lot of like medical problems that first year. And he's been in so many different like physical therapies, He gets tons of support in school. So that was definitely a big journey that we were on as well, just kind of going through that. And then I met my husband when my son was two, my daughter was seven, and we'd been together for the last 10 years and been together ever since, conjoined our families together. And that's how 
it all began, our big, happy, crazy family. <laughs> yeah. And so what's splending look like? So you, you have, at this point, there were, well, there's four teenagers. So they're all around the same age. Yeah. At first, it was crazy. Blending two families is, is tough. But it was always so much fun. We always had so much fun with the kids. Lately, with having teenagers, I think everybody told me like, be careful with teenagers. It's going to get crazy when they become teens. The drama, the this, the that. Like, I've had so much fun with my teenagers. I'm like, I think that these are the best, like these have been the best years. And I also feel like my mentality has changed because I'm really like, they are about to leave the nest. I need to enjoy this time as much as possible because I'm not going to have it for much longer because they're going to fly the coop. You know, they're going to go off to college and they're going to go and live their life and have different experiences. So I'm just trying to enjoy as as much of it as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things I want to unpack there. So first of all, let's talk about the challenges when you come blending. Were you guys the same parenting styles? Like, how did that work with combining oh, your family? No. Because <laughs> I don't even know. Like Darren and I are have very different parenting styles. And when we have our daughter Reese, and I typically like if he doesn't agree, I'm like, sorry. Like I just trump him and it's fine. But I feel like if I were to have brought kids from a previous relationship and then had his kids and I was struggling to kind of find my role with them, I don't know how that would have gone. Probably not good. Yeah. It was really tough. So I actually um I own a preschool. I've worked in early childhood ever since Kelly was little because I like loved Kelly so much that I never wanted to be without her. So I was like, what kind of job can I have where she's with me and I can like still chill with my bestie? (laughs) So I started working in childcare and doing that has made me like kind of feel like I know what I'm doing when it comes to parenting or at least feel like I do. I do not. Even though I have like I have my degree in um education and I work with kids, I own a daycare and preschool. So like I work with kids, young kids all the time. Every day it's what I do. And especially my husband, we are quite like off in age. He's 9 years older than me. Here I am this 26-year-old and I'm like this no, no, no. This is how you do it. Now looking back, I'm like, that was not what I should have done. Um, I felt like I had to role model a lot of things of like what to do. And here's what I do where I kind of felt like a lot of times he was just like, my husband hates drama and conflict, like hates it. So he would just like sit back and just kind of like laugh some stuff off. And I'm like, oh no, I've got this. Like, we don't speak like that. Da, da, da. Like it was definitely difficult mm-hmm. because I felt like I, I just Leo energy, let me take control here. So that was definitely difficult to navigate through, but he also kind of let me do my thing. And then I learned as I went on, like as the years went on, like to let go and let him and his ex-wife kind of like handle a lot of that stuff while I was handling with my kids too. Mm-hmm. And then I think over time, we all came with the same kind of parenting style and just wanting to be a team. The girls, like Bella and Kelly, their roles as who's the oldest was on another level. Like, apparently, when you blend a family like that, 
the oldest is no longer the oldest or the youngest is no longer the youngest. Like in our four, Kelly's the oldest, Kelly's 17, Bella's 16, Peyton is 14, and Caden's 12. Mm-hmm. So you have the oldest and the youngest and then your stepkids are in the middle. Yes. So their roles were definitely different at their mom's house and before we were together where Bella was the oldest and Peyton was the youngest. And now bringing them together, my kids kind of took over that role. But Bella and Kelly, you could definitely tell there was like a huge clash trying to see like who's more responsible, who's taking on that leadership role. And that was a big fight a lot of the time. They fought a lot. Mm -hmm. Peyton and Kaden, we would have some like little things where like she would want to be like that baby or like something along those lines. But it wasn't, she's always been probably our easiest because she's such a helper. She just wants to help everybody. And that wasn't as difficult. It was the, it was the oldest that was difficult. Mm -hmm. They all get along really well now, but that was so hard. I mean, we went on years of them constantly fighting and not like actually being able to build a good relationship because they were fighting over like, who's the leader of the pack kind of a thing. And so how did you respond to that? Were there any issues between you and your husband in terms of like how to respond to behaviors and things like that? I can, I can only imagine. So, I mean, it was so long ago. We, we do really well with communicating and, we were just trying to navigate as best as we could. And if we felt a situation, one child was doing something that they shouldn't, then we would kind of intervene. But a lot of stuff they needed to try to navigate on their own. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of like let them figure it out. And we were there as a voice if they needed somebody to talk to or talk something out. But we're also very big on like the second that you put your hands on another sibling, like you're instantly, whether you were doing something back or whatever, if you put your hands on someone else, then we instantly will intervene and they're both in trouble or whoever put their hands on someone else. Cause we very much so appreciate each other's space. And like, I don't care if you guys are siblings or not. I don't want your hands on each other inappropriately. So just teaching like how to kind of navigate those feelings without hurting each other. Yeah. I love that. Let them, they were, they would brawl sometimes. I used to brawl with my sister. Oh my gosh. Did we ever brawl? Like my dad (laughs) would just have to get in between us. My sister and I too, we were the same. Yeah. You only understand if you've been in it, (laughs) like not everyone brawls. (laughs) We brawled. Okay. I want to talk about teenagers because going through your TikTok, so you have a great relationship, especially with your daughter, right? Like you guys, it's almost like you've grown up together, right? We did. We did for sure. I see you also that, you know, friend relationship, but then you also post about, you know, no, she's grounded or like she's in her room or she doesn't like that. So how as a mom, do you maintain that I'm the mom, I make the rules and like, you know, their, their boundaries here, but also have that friendship piece, because I think that's where a lot of moms or parents really struggle, right? They're either like one camp or the other. Right. So I feel like I've always tried to get on their level as much as possible and doing things that they enjoy to build a closer relationship. And all of that takes time. But that's something that I've always done for like the friendship piece. Like she really is, she's seen me in my ups and my downs and we just meet each other halfway and we are really great at communicating. I I feel like it's extremely important to 
communicate with your kids, say when you did wrong, like, okay, if I was really upset about something, cause I did, I have for a while gone through a period of time where I'm like, I am your mom. You're going to do what I say because I say so. And even though I don't know why I'm telling you, and this is just what I'm feeling, you need to do it because I have the authority and you're going to do what I say. I think I had to kind of get out of that mentality. Cause that's kind of how I was raised. Like when an adult tells you what to do, you don't question it. You just do it. And I didn't want that for my child. I didn't want that for any of my kids. Like I want you to know and understand what I'm saying and why I'm saying it, especially like for safety reasons and all of that. But then also being like, I'm so sorry. I was in a really bad mood and I was kind of like sharp with you there. Like I I need to retract that or just take a second and say like, I'm in a really bad mood right now. I need a minute. And then that gives her the ability to do the exact same thing. When you meet them as a human being, it completely changes the relationship. And I think too, you have to have that balance of like, okay, when you were going 83 on the freeway in the slow lane and you cut your mother off and she didn't even realize that it was me, there is going to be consequences there because driving is a privilege. It is Mm -hmm. not something that you like have to do. Like you have that as a privilege and other people's lives are in your hands and vice versa. You have to do this safely. So when um, I communicate those things to her and I'm like, okay, we need to figure out what's, what is the consequences here? She doesn't normally put up a fight. It's like, she gets it. She knows, but you guys respect each other. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's so important with any relationship. You have to find that and you have to also build a relationship of coming down to their level. What is something that you enjoy doing? Is that TikTok? Do you like Starbucks? Let's go shopping. Oh, you enjoy hiking. You enjoy this or that. Meet them down on their level and like build a relationship. We have to remember that they are still kids. As teenagers, our kids are still kids and they're not always going to meet us to do the things that we really love and enjoy. You need to go down to their level. Like whether that be when they're younger and it's little Kelly loved Lilith's pest shops or like Barbies mm-hmm. or whatever, meeting them down on their level and playing and like joining them in something that they really enjoy and then building that respect piece as well and treating them like a human being. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so important. Now let's go back a bit. Co-parenting relationships. So do you have a good, like a positive co-parenting relationship with your exes or what, how do you do that? Cause I did see a TikTok when you were like, It's not, you know, I have to kind of like fake it and like be positive and like do it for the kids, but I'm not totally, you know, thrilled with this person. Yeah. So Kelly's side, her stepmom really, really does not like me, like really does not like me and um, kind of talks badly about me to Kelly and like for the reaction I honestly don't fully understand why she doesn't like me, but it makes things difficult, especially for Kelly. So I I always leave a space where she's able to communicate with me and 
you know, talk to me about whatever she wants to talk about, but I won't really like reciprocate anything. If she wants to tell me something that like her stepmom said or whatever, something that happened at her dad's, like I want to give her the space to be able to speak to me about it. But I don't like to stoop down because I don't want to ever feel like she has to choose a side. I want you to get loved by as many people as possible and have as many people in your corner as possible. So that Mm -hmm. definitely makes things a little bit difficult sometimes. With me and Caden's dad, our relationship wasn't like the greatest. It didn't end on the best terms. Our relationship was pretty toxic. It didn't last very long. But we both love Caden. Like we want to make sure that he has like the best life, that he is happy, that he has all the support that he needs, especially because um, he does have an IEP in school and he's kind of been through the ringer, but we both are on that same page. So we never, like, it's, it's so crazy healthy. We just want what's best. Now with the girl's mom, that girl is my ride or die. We have become best friends. The ex-wife? Yes. I love her so much. And I look up to her a lot too. She has like, her parenting style is so great. I've learned so much from her from parenting, like with me, my husband and Erica and her husband as well. They have like this relationship where they've been together for so long that it's like they're married and they like call each other husband and wife, but they obviously... I I mean, I feel like I'm in that same boat. They decided not to get married because that's their choice. And even though that they act like they live, co-live together and all of that, I feel that I think I'm going to start doing that. Like, stop. (laughs) Stop with the getting married. That's like a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you learn from her? Like, how did you guys end up getting this relationship? Yeah, she did not like me at first because I was younger and the way that their relationship ended actually was kind of a lot like what what Jason and I are going through right now, which is kind of crazy, but she just, you know, was like, who is this? And I think I was young and dumb and was like trying to have some type of control. And like, I knew what I was doing because I'm in, you know, the early childhood space. I work with children. So like, I know what I'm doing, but we kind of, I like eased up a lot and just worked on my relationship with the kids. And we slowly got to know each other on like a parenting level. And she is just so intentional with her time with the kids. She just will like figure anything out to help out her kids in any way possible. I feel like the way that she communicates with them, I learned so much from. I'm not organized at all. She's very type A. I am not. I'm like, girl, I need some assistance with like trying to keep these lacrosse schedules (laughs) together or like trying to fit. Wait, oh, dang. Did you see this email? Like, were we supposed to bring in a poster board? Like, uh, help me out. (laughs) So like she is more on top of things. So we, we worked together a lot. And just a couple years ago, we went to Aruba together on like a mom's trip. She's so fun. She's such a great human being. And we have a lot of things in common, even though we are a bit different, we have a lot in common and we get along really, really well. And I think when you switch your mentality of like, 
it's this family against this family or like that there's two separate families and just kind of say, no, we are one whole family. And the more people to love these kids, the better, the more people to help these kids, the more fun experience that experiences that these kids are able to go on, the better. And in order to do that, we need to come together. And both sides have to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So I have that with Caden's dad. I have that with the girl's mom and her, their stepdad is so great. He's very, very involved as well. I just wish I had it a little bit more over in this piece, but Kelly's almost in college and <laughs> you're almost done. <laughs> We're getting to a point where I'm like, yeah, let's all just get along and love each other a little longer. <laughs> Try to at least. <laughs> I think that's really interesting though, that you're, you have these three different situations and they're different dynamics. Cause a lot of times I know stepmoms will feel shame or right? maybe even you know, the mom will feel shame that they can't have that healthy co-parenting relationship or that open dialogue or, or that support. But there's so many moving parts that have to be in, in place in order to have that relationship, right? Like, just like you're saying, everyone has to be in that space. And so I think mm -hmm. it's interesting, like you can only do how much, whatever you can do, right? Like you can't control another person. And so you can't have that type of dynamic with her. Whereas you can have that with the girl's mom. It's, in it's super interesting just how many different situations there can be with the same personality. I have been obsessed with mocktails lately, and I have a new one that I want to share with you. It is super refreshing. It's called the Grapefruit Mint Refresher. Here's the recipe. A half a cup of water, a cup of ice, two sprigs of mint, and a half stick pack of Element Grapefruit Salt. You know I'm a huge lover of Element, which is a tasty electrolyte drink with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, etc. Formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet, from professional athletes to everyday moms, it's for everyone. Now, not only am I drinking Element before and after workouts, when I need to rehydrate, when I'm traveling, and after some wine, I now use it to make my mocktails and cocktails. Seriously, throw in some lime salt with some soda, tequila, lime, and mint, and it is also extremely delicious. 100 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Staying hydrated is crucial and a huge priority of mine. Proper hydration isn't just about drinking water, though. It means having adequate water and electrolytes. When you purchase Element from www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash kickassstepmom, Element is giving my listeners a free sample pack so that you can try all the flavors and pick your faves. That's www.drinklmnt.com forward slash kickassstepmom to get a free sample pack with your purchase. I was away in Austin at a hotel for a week and it was so good to sleep alone in my king size bed, woke up by myself. It was pure bliss. Honestly, like every mom and stepmom's dream. However, I was very excited to get home though, because I knew that there was a package from Cozy Earth waiting for me. Now my package included new fresh viscose bamboo sheets in a duvet cover and bamboo PJ shorts for the summer, of course, wide leg capris and long sleeve bamboo crew neck. Guys, you know, I'm obsessed with Cozy Earth. They have been a longtime sponsor of the show. The sheets are amazing. I have been sleeping in them for over a year now, but this new fresh set 
I can't even tell you it is next level. Every morning, Darren and I have woken up and been like, these sheets are insane. As always, the PJs and loungewear do not disappoint. So comfortable, wash amazing, look good, feel good. Because when I'm in comfy clothes, I want to look somewhat put together. And Cozy Earth helps me achieve that. Check out Cozy Earth. I highly recommend it. Use the code COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off your order. That's one of the highest discounts that they offer. Cozy Earth. They have been on Oprah's favorite things multiple times. It's luxurious. It's next level. You deserve it. www.cozyearth.com. Use the code COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off. And when you get your order, shoot me a DM. I want to know what you got. Now, when it comes to the co-parenting piece with the stepmom, do you feel like the step, if you would have had a different relationship with Kelly's stepmom with, sorry, with your ex, if Kelly's stepmom and you didn't have that issue, like, does it affect the way that you guys show up together in terms of co-parenting? Well, honestly, like Kelly's not really in sports anymore. She used to do lacrosse and like, I have my kids 90% of the time. Oh, they go to their dads every other weekend. So there isn't a whole lot of co-parenting as it is like, it's on me. Caden does like see his dad quite a bit more because anytime that Caden asks to see his dad, I will always say yes. Same with the girls. If they ever want to see their dad or their mom, like I, we will always say yes, but Kelly's a homebody. She wants to be with me all the time, or she's out with her boyfriend or friends and Caden Like if he wants to be with his dad, he can. We don't do a whole lot of co-parenting there. Like lacrosse games, I will sit with Erica and the girl, like the girl's mom. But when Kelly had her lacrosse games or when she was doing cheerleading and stuff like that, we didn't sit together or anything like that. So that's the only time that we would ever really even be close to being around each other. But it was always like civil when we would say bye and like give hugs and stuff like that and celebrate after the game. But Mm -hmm. now that she's getting older, those instances are smaller and smaller. And she really is with me most of the time. I find that with the kids too, because they're older and we're not in travel hockey anymore and they're driving and it's just, you get to the point where there's very little to do with each other. Like there's really nothing to talk about anymore, which is, if you're in a higher conflict situation, it's quite lovely to not have to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Your stepkids, do they come every other week or what was their schedule? No. So their schedule was 50% of the time. So it was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday mornings, they're with us. Then Wednesday nights and Thursdays and Friday mornings, they're with their mom. Then Friday nights, they're with us. We would switch Saturdays and on Sundays, they're with their mom. So it was like kind of crazy. We know it now. Like obviously very well. Bella just actually switched because she's like, this is too much moving for me. Mm -hmm. I want to do one week on and one week off. So she started doing that because, and she drives anyway. So that gives like Peyton a little bit more like special one-on-one time with her mom and with her dad when she's with us. And then Bella has a little bit more consistency, but they keep the same like weekends the same so that if they're going on trips or anything like that, but it's very lax, like whatever the kids want to do, we want to support the kids in what they want. Mm-hmm. I totally respect that. Cause I think sometimes we get caught up in, well, this is the schedule or this is my time with the kids. And I'm always like, they're people, they're not timeshares, 
right? I like know. they shouldn't miss out on things because yeah. they have another time with their mom or have something scheduled with right. their dad. Like it, it, this is it, my it, day and you're not it's like collateral coming damage. up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But if your child just said like, Hey, I really want to go with my dad or with my mom to do X, Y, and Z. And you tell them no, because that's your time. That'll backfire. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Like let the child decide what they want to do. The only time that it would ever be like a, Oh, like, can we try to reschedule as if we had something going on too, like already planned for that day that was like set in stone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a vacation or like, oh, we're going to the in-laws and we already had this day of the pool plan. Like, can we can we work together to kind of switch that up? But the kids need to have as many experiences and as many like fun memories. As a child, like your life should be about creating experiences and creating memories. Mm-hmm. And these experiences and things that you're going to do are going to help create who you're going to be as an adult. We don't want to keep our kids from that because our whole job as a parent is to have our kids be able to fly the nest and succeed. So let's give them a life where they're learning natural consequences, traveling, seeing different things, meeting different people, like give them the skills and the experiences and memories in order to do that. Mm-hmm, totally. And I do want to do a caveat because I know there's going to be stepmoms who are listening to this and they're in higher conflict situations and they're going to be like, whoa, 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 wait. What if you're in a high conflict situation where the ex is constantly trying to take your time away from you or, you know, the time isn't given back or there's parental alienation and things like that. So I do want to say we're talking about in a co-parenting relationship where everyone can kind of be respectful and make up time and stuff like that. Right. Because honestly, I am in a high, like a higher conflict situation, but it's not as bad because Kelly's 17. But -hmm. when she was younger, this is what it was. And honestly, it still is. They'll be like, this is my day. No, you need to be here because we need to see you. So I get it. Also, like when she was a lot younger, it was like, I can't take her. And constantly you were, it's every other weekend. You have her four days a month. And every time it's time to show up, you're not. You Mm -hmm. have like, some type of a reason as to why you can't show up. And I don't want to like put him fully on blast or his situation on blast because he had some other things going on that he has been working on and healed from. And he, I feel like now he wants to make up for lost time and make up for the, the wrongs that he had done when he was younger. So I kind of understand, but it was really, really difficult Cause there were, there was a long time where he went without seeing her at all, or he would just see her. She would go to her grandma's. He would just see her for like ice cream or like, Hey, I need to drop her off early or this or that. And I, a lot of it was on me. I don't know what I would do if somebody was constantly trying to take my time from me because you've had it. Like I love my kids and I love my time. Yeah. Like I, I would definitely feel like upset if somebody was constantly trying to take time away from me. So, mm-hmm. so many situations. I just want what's best for my kids. And that was just my situation. But I feel you. I've been in some drama. There's been some drama, some struggles. And I was solo parenting even without that every other weekend for a long time. What advice do you have for people who are in drama, who are in those higher conflicts? They feel like they're in the crux of it and it's just consuming you could go back to those tough times and give yourself some advice, what would you 
say? I would try to say like think about the other person a little bit more because I think I was so focused on Kelly. And I do feel like when I was younger, I mean, I was not as qualified or as good of a parent when I was 18 years old as I am now, but I felt like I was. It was one of those things where I'm like, I'm the best parent and I'm going to control this and that situation. I wish I could have just like let go of control a little bit. Kelly was in a lot of difficult situations or bad situations. And I had a lot of trauma from that because she was put in some unsafe, like very tough things to go through as a young child. And I got very, very triggered over certain things that I wish that I would have like for her safety, I had to, but there were some times where I'm like, okay, he's kind of shown up. He's, he's getting a little bit better here, or this is getting better here. Like I need to just take a deep breath and kind of like let go. Or Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, especially when I was younger, the second that she would start saying something about the other parent or saying something about them in like a negative way, it was like my energy changed. Like, oh, tell me about that. What did he say? Okay. Like, I wish that I didn't entertain it when she was younger, Mm -hmm. because as a child, then she would be like, okay, I get positive attention from my mom when I'm saying all the things that bothered me at my dad's or vice Mm -hmm. versa. My dad is giving me positive attention and is really focused on me when I'm saying negative things about my mom. That was a struggle. And I wish I could go back and not be in the space that I'm in now where I don't entertain it. Mm-hmm. That is so good. And it's so true. And stepmoms will say to me, they'll be like, well, the kids are saying this to their mom about me. They're saying this. We had such a great weekend. We had so much fun together. But then they go to their moms and then they're talking crap about me. And I'm just like, okay, just take a second though. They may be conditioned to to know that this is what pleases mom, right? This is a way maybe of connecting yeah. with mom or feeling like, They have these loyalty issues because they just had fun with you and they know that bothers mom. So they want to give mom a little, you know, there's so many dynamics here and so many reasons why kids do that, that it's like, we have to just Mm -hmm. kind of like take a step back and be like, okay, what is actually going on here? Because these kids going back and forth from these two houses, trying to get their needs met and feel safe, right? Like that's what they're doing. And if they feel like they need to, you know, have those conversations or entertain those conversations. So I'm so glad you even brought that up because it's so true. Yeah, it really, really is. It's something that we still kind of deal with even now. And I think that especially if it's a not healthy situation on both sides, we have to remember whether we get along with their co- with your co-parents or not, how you react matters. And as your kids get older, and everybody always told me this, but I didn't quite let it click. It didn't really click until my kids did get older. They will make their own assumptions mm-hmm. and they will see the light. You know what I mean? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. And your kids will believe who you show up as. So if you continue to keep your energy, like don't entertain the negative don't feed into it. Don't let your energy change or feel like you're being extra attentive or like 
wanting to fish more information out, if you can do that for yourself, just know as your kids get older, they will be able to see like, oh, this parent was not being the healthiest or like this, you know, Mm -hmm. they will be able to see as they get older. So let them make their own decisions. And I promise you, if you don't entertain it and let them make that their, their choice, they'll, they'll make the right one. Mm -hmm. So good. All right. I want to switch gears. You recently announced a big change in your relationship status and in your blended family life. Want to give the lowdown on? I, I we scheduled the podcast episode, and then I think your PR person messaged like, "Hey," I'm like, "Oh my gosh, oh no, <laughs> I know, I know," but it's also like very healthy. So my husband, everybody's always like, "He's not like you guys don't you don't wear your rings." He is never on like showing up on your TikTok. We never get to see him. Like you guys, you're you're with him for the money or whatever. And none of that is anywhere near true. He's a hermit. My husband is so introverted. He like works from home. He loves his personal space. He's recharged by being alone. He just loves it. And that just hasn't been aligning with me. I mean, you guys see me, I'm extremely extroverted. I'm always wanting to be out and about with the kids and doing things. I have built a lot of great friendships over the years. And here we, we've just kind of grown in a point where my husband is like, I just want to be alone. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want everyone. I want, you want to come over? Okay, let's go. Let's go do this or da da da. And he's like, I need quiet. I need alone time. I like, we just have kind of grown into different spaces. I think that when our kids were younger, our relationship was everything that I needed because he gave me like, he doesn't like drama. He's very stable. He takes me as I am like, he doesn't throw anything back in my face. It's like a, not an unhealthy relationship at all. We never argue anything like that. We have a really, really great relationship. I think it really just is as I've grown and evolved, I'm even more extroverted and wanting to be like doing so many more things and experiencing so many more things. And he has been like, I really just want to be, want quiet and alone. So we've mm-hmm. just kind of grown in different in different spaces. But when we were talking to the kids about it, which was honestly one of the most difficult things I think I've ever had to do. And my husband is very like quiet, awkward, like doesn't know how to communicate very well in difficult situations because he hates drama, hates conflict. He stands up in front of the kids, in front of the couch. I was like, oh, this is how we're doing it. We're standing right in front of the kids. Okay. He's like, all right, kids, with a smile on his face. He goes, me and Carrie are splitting up. And they look at us like we're joking. And my husband also has, he's very funny, but he has dry humor. So everybody's like, ha ha, okay, whatever. And then he did, he like just froze And he's like, wait, you guys didn't see this coming? Like, (laughs) no, honey, 
we don't fight. We don't have, we don't have like a normal relationship where it's like, oh, we could tell you guys were on a downhill. Like, I think that was just like his inside and how he was feeling, but I had kind of had to take the reins a little bit and communicate to them. Like, so here's what we've been kind of going through. Dad just really wants his space to be alone. And I really want a teammate. I want like a partner in life. And he's kind of like, I want solitude. So here's what's what we're looking at. Dad is going to go find an apartment and it's going to be a nice apartment. He was talking about like, I want you guys to be able to go and pick it out and find out where you guys want to live. And it's going to be like, you guys have three houses. He got like a really big couch. If my kids ever want to like come and stay and it like kind of like has like a little bed situation and the girls were able to make their own rooms and I'm keeping their rooms here. Bella was just here last night. She wanted to grab Caden to go make a grimace TikTok at McDonald's with her friends. And Caden <laughs> was just here this weekend. We like, this is still your home too. I'm still your mom too. We are all still parenting you guys all together, whether me and dad are together or not. You guys just have three houses. We're like, come over anytime. We, there isn't really like a schedule for me. But I have such a great relationship with the girls. I took them to lunch the other day. They work with me at the school in the summertime. So I see them multiple days a week when they come to work. And we still have like this really, really great relationship that I hope continues because this is still kind of like new and we're still trying to navigate it all. But I'm really, really close with their mom and Jason and I get along really, really well. We have a a good relationship. I can pop by. He can pop by here. It's really not like, I I mean, I got lucky because Mm -hmm. most separations and divorces or if it becomes a divorce is never easy. And this, Mm -hmm. I feel like it has been easy. It hurts. Mm -hmm. Like my feelings are hurt. I'm sad that the person that I wanted to spend my life with doesn't fully want to spend his life with me and we don't fully align there. There's a grieving process. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I mean, I am having my ups and downs. I think I have a bad luck streak happening right now. I broke my toe this morning on the side of the bed. I got, I don't know if somebody like threw a rock at my car or something, but like, I'm just driving down the road and something hits my car, whether it be a rock or a BB gun or something, I don't know. And the side mirror just like blows into like multiple pieces. I'm trying to like, I had to pull over, try to click it back all together. It won't click back on. I hit a curb so bad. It was a a sewer, like one of those sewer drains. I hit it so bad. It tore up the rim of my tire. And this is all happening within the last couple of days. I'm like, what is happening? I well, am that's dealing three with things. universe. Yeah, I know. Universe, I'm good. <laughs> I know. A friend of mine was like, bad things happen in threes. Maybe that's it. And I was like, well, I feel like there's been some other really big things that happened. that kind of feels like bad luck. Maybe, maybe I'm hoping that like, this is it (laughs) now, but you seem so happy and positive about all of this. Like, tell me, like, are you seriously feeling that great? And it's totally good. Are you in a good moment? And sometimes there's really bad moments. Oh my God. No, I had to really like work to get myself into this space right now. And also being and talking to other people fuels me and gives Mm -hmm. me energy. 
I'm super extroverted and being like having conversation with other people fuels me. So especially when it's talking about something that I love, like my girls or like our relationship, but it has been so hard. I mean, I've already cried multiple times today. (laughs) I was on the side of the road picking up pieces of my car crying. And also just like I'm in this house alone where there's normally six people here. Kelly's out and about. Caden is, you know, either at his dad's or doing something in his room or playing a game with his friends. And then it's just me. So there's a lot of alone time for me. And I'm trying to stay busy, but also like be present with my kids. So it's just, I'm trying to figure out a new normal. And it has had really high highs and some really, really, really low lows. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked you that extra question because part of me was like, what? She just seems like everything's so good with this separation. Like, (laughs) but I think it goes to show it can be right and it can feel aligned and good but there's still grief and sadness and adjustment, right? Like you can have both. Right. Like it's been so weird because I do feel like I'm like the universe and God or whatever you believe is pulling me that this and telling me that this is the right path that I'm supposed to be on. I truly feel like the life that I'm living right now and the things that I'm doing, it is telling me this is the right path for you even though it's hard, Mm -hmm. even though there's so many other variables and so many other things happening, I have this crazy pull that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is the path and I need to keep moving forward Mm -hmm. is really how I've been feeling as hard as it has been, especially sometimes when I see the girls and I'm like, oh, they're just here for a little bit. And they're not here to like come watch a movie or snuggle or something. And I'm like, I'm just missing them or missing going up and like talking to them in their rooms or even just like my husband is so good at just sitting and listening. And I talk a lot. So it's like, I will just sit in his office with him with my cup of coffee in the morning and just talk about the most random things. And now it's weird because I don't have that. Mm -hmm. I don't have those things or the girls aren't here as much. And it's like, what is this new normal? What is this life? Even though I feel like this is the path I'm supposed to be on. This sucks. Like this really sucks and I miss them and it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to cry, but it's been hard. (laughs) Yeah. I remember one time Darren and I were in a pretty big fight. He was being a dick. I don't know what he said. We were, we were, we weren't, ta- we weren't breaking up, but we were like, in my mind, I was like, I could be like, screw this. I'm out. And I thought to myself, I'm like, the only reason I want to stay right now is because of my stepkids, right? Like you get so attached, right? And it's like, okay, how does that affect yeah. the trickle effect into the family, right? This relationship ends. And then like, what's your role as a stepmom or what's their roles as siblings together? Like, how does this all change? But it sounds like you guys are doing all the right things to kind of keep that that family unit. I feel like you guys do the subfamily mentality. I talk about this a lot. We're trying. Like you have the big family and then you have like subfamilies within the family. And I feel like that mentality helps. Yeah. And honestly, I think that we need to get out of this like thought process that a family is supposed to look this certain way. Families look different in so many people's homes family looks different and we get to decide what our family looks like and how how we decide to parent and how we decide to 
work with our kids or any of those things, our relationship with our spouse or with our partner, we get to decide what that looks like. We don't have to follow this specific social norm. And that's okay. Just because it's not like mom, dad, and kids all in this house forever, you know, that's not always the healthiest. Amen. And we need to figure out what is the healthiest for our kids. What my husband actually, and I haven't really told anybody this, my husband actually told me six months ago on my daughter's 17th birthday, like I'm really good at reading energies and I could tell something's been off with my husband. And I finally, it was Kelly's 17th birthday and I'm like excited and I, I can just feel this really like bad energy in him, like where he just seems like not himself. And I'm like, I really need to know what is going on. And he said to me, I was going to tell you after the holidays because my daughter's birthday is in November. And he said, I was going to tell you after the holidays, but I want to move out because I'm just not happy. He wants to be alone. And I grieved so hard for not just the relationship, but the loss of like the impending loss of my girls. Mm -hmm. 10 years I've been with these girls. My brother passed away. It'll be five years ago in November and died in a car accident. And that pain of grief that I've, that I hold for him, it was that same feeling like I'm waiting on someone to, to die, like something to die. And I would be on the ground in my room, bawling, crying, like that scream crying that I had with my brother. And even at work, I would be like laying down. I'm like, sorry, you guys, here I am trying to lead a company, trying to like, you know, cheer everybody on. And I'm going through turmoil and I would lay on the carpet in my office and just cry. And we decided, you know, we were going to try and work things out. And we went to Amsterdam. We were doing all the things to try to like, you know, see if this could work and we could keep this together. So I had some time, like I've had Mm -hmm. these last six months to kind of see like, could this work potentially if he were to leave? So I, I kind of had some time to heal and also like give it my last try. And he gave it his last try. And then we're like, okay, we're kind of at a point where this isn't working. We need to kind of go our separate ways. Mm -hmm. But I think that's another reason why I'm handling it okay, because I've had the last six months to prepare for it mentally. Because holy cow, if it just happened just now, I would be in that same place. Like I would be crying on the floor like my family's gone and it would be a completely different situation. And I definitely wouldn't be able to be on this podcast, being able to have like a con- like a healthy conversation about it because it was that, it was that difficult for me. Well, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing that. Cause I know that it will resonate with a lot of people and no, you are such a light. And I think that, you know, even again, going through your TikTok, like you're just so fun and you have good positive messages, but you're so goofy and like dancing. And, you know, I think these girls are so lucky to have you. And yeah, it seems like you're, you know, doing all Thank of the you. right things. So I wish you all the best. Now, where can everyone find you? Thank you so much. And I appreciate your time. Um, I'm on TikTok at Mrs. Carrie B. I'm also on Instagram and YouTube, Mrs. Carrie B. Those are all my handles and I'm on all the platforms. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time today. This has been so good. 
Yes, it was great chatting with you. I really appreciate your time. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode and know someone that it would resonate with, do me a favor and send it their way. And if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. I am so passionate about opening up the conversation about blended family life and debunking the stigma that comes with being a stepmom. And you sharing this podcast helps me do just that. Now, if you're craving more podcast episodes and interviews, would like to connect with me and get access to workshops like how to disengage the right way, how to improve your relationship with your stepkids, how to talk to your partner about your step family stress without causing a bigger fight and more, you have to check out my membership, the Kick-Ass Stepmom Community. Not only will this community give you access to strategies and tips to improve your step family life, you can connect with me and stepmoms from over 30 countries around the world in our private chat and our live Q&As. Head to www.kickassstepmom.com to join.